What is up and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 12 of the Unfiltered Fitness Podcast. As always, my name is Seth Bessie, joining you today with the great legend, Luke Triveline. <laughs> why do you laugh? Yeah, why do you laugh? That's uh, <laughs> it's an honest introduction. Um, so today we're going to be digging into uh, a few things on how to maximize your workouts when you're in the gym, how to be more efficient. Um, I mean, I think we all have seen those people that just waste hours and hours at the gym, uh, week in and week out, wasting time in multiple different ways. So today we're going to talk about how you can be maximize, you know, maximize your efficiency and get in and out, get a great workout in and not waste any time. So Luke, what do you think? Uh, obviously number one thing is have a plan, know what you're going to do before you go to the gym. I think too many people just go to the gym and wing it. You know, even if they say I'm going to do cardio today and then they're like, well, that piece of machines open or this or that it's sometimes it's a little bit harder obviously at commercial gyms where let's say you're at five six o'clock and it's super busy and a lot of uh, equipment is getting taken up but you know you should know what you're going to do before you get there so you can plan properly obviously have a a correct order of exercises that you're going to do um but you know especially for maximizing your time um try to you know work in the the exercises as close as you can to each other so you're not spread out across the gym. Um, mm. You know, bring stuff to extra, like if you're at the squat rack, you know, bring a set of dumbbells over there. You can do supersets. Those are one, you know, efficient way to get things done is doing back-to-back -back exercises. Uh, you get more done in less time, especially if you do opposing muscle groups or upper and lower. You could, you know, you're not as fatigued as doing a compound set where you're doing two things like the same muscle group. You fatigue a little bit more. But you know, not spending so much time walking around the gym aimlessly, not taking super long breaks in between sets, you know, obviously dicking around on your phone, right. talking to people the whole time. I mean, obviously those are time killers. Um, right. But if you have what you're going to do planned out, written down, or at least in your head or on your phone, the order in which you're going to go, know where you're going to be. Um, you know, if you have a workout partner, obviously somebody that's going to push you and motivate you and keep you moving and not, you know, talking five minutes between the sets right you know to me if if you're gonna go with your buddy or your friend like have somebody that's gonna obviously want to be there right you know i think sure. wasting too much time i mean two hours at the gym we've talked about this before it's just right. way, too, way too long right uh you know you can get in a great workout in an hour a little over an hour if you do a little bit more but right if you're spending two hours at the gym you're probably not working out very hard right and, and most people aren't working for athletic purposes which could take longer. You got to do more technique and stuff like that. But another important thing I would say is, you know, doing specific motor patterns, especially if you're newer or beginner, like don't bounce around exercises randomly each time you go back to, let's say, legs or mm -hmm. upper or lower or whatever you're doing. I mean, focus on a, a movement pattern for like at least four weeks. Let's right. say, okay, I'm doing squat. So I'm doing squat variations for four straight weeks. And maybe I want to work on my pull, which is a deadlift or a clean. So I'm working pull variations for four weeks. You don't get good at something doing it once every six weeks. Right. Uh, and you can, like, let's say squat. You can do a back squat for four straight weeks varying the, the stance. I can go narrow stance. I can go wide stance. I can do shoulder width. So I did the same motor pattern, but with different variations of my feet. I could stagger my feet a little bit. So I'm getting good at the movement pattern while also I'm giving variation by changing, you know, the width of my stance. Right. And you also get variation by changing load, you know, and, right. and reps and sets. And we kind of talked about that in a previous episode. But like I was going to say, 
Um, my sister-in-law doesn't work out at all. Like has doesn't really have a very strong athletic base either. So when she moves, she just kind of looks goofy. I mean, we, we all kind of know those people. They right. just look uncomfortable when they move. Which is honestly most people. I mean, yeah, for sure. And she, um, so she wanted to. She got a membership at uh, Planet Fitness of all gyms. And <laughs> she she said that she was going to go for and actually caught her like right before she was going to go for her very first time in the gym in probably years. And uh, I've seen her work out. I trained her like twice just in like group class settings. And uh, I've tried to help her a little bit, but it's been years since then. So um, anyway, she was getting ready to go and she's kind of asked me uh, just some tips about what she could do. And this is her first time working out in a long time. So what I gave her because she had no plan, I said, what are you going to do? And she was like, well, I was going to go do the stair stepper for 30 minutes and then I was going to stretch. And I was like, okay, well, you know. So you women, have, women love the damn stair stepper. <laughs> they do. And, and she had no plan at all. Like, that's not a plan. You're going to do the stair stepper for 30 minutes and then stretch. That's not a plan. So I told her, I said, well, you know, what are your goals? And we kind of talked about that a little bit. And then I literally just gave her, I said, here's what you're going to do. Go in, do 15 minutes on the stair stepper. When you get done with a stair stepper, do three sets of 10 on goblet squats, reverse lunges, and RDLs, and that's it. And then you're done. And I'm like, that will probably take you no longer than like 35, 45 minutes. Right. And you'll feel great after you're done. And you're actually like focusing on like very specific foundational movements that we all should know how to do correctly. And she got done in like 40 minutes and she was like, that was the best workout that I think I maybe have ever had. Right. She's like, it was like super easy for me. It, I understood it. And I like showed her the movement before she went So she, and she wrote it down. So she had a specific plan. She went in, she said it was the best workout that she'd maybe ever had. And she finished it in 40 minutes. And then she said a few days later, she's like, I haven't been this sore in so long. And obviously because she doesn't work out. But like the reason I say that is because she went in with absolutely no plan. And then I gave her something very small that literally would take someone who's experienced like 20 minutes to get through. Right. And she got through the whole workout in 40 minutes. And she, and I told her, I said, you can use this as a, your leg day for the next like four weeks. Right. And just continue to increase in weight and intensity and, and you know, sets and reps and everything. And, uh, you know, as it as you improve, then you can kind of branch out and do different movements. But, like, this is great foundational leg day movement if you have no idea what you're doing. Well, I think the problem, too, with people is they think that they need to be doing something completely different every workout all the time. Right. Uh, which you don't. I mean, keep it simple. I mean, again, stick with the basic movement patterns and get really good at, you know, squatting, lunging, hinging, vertical and horizontal pushing, vertical and horizontal pulling, and, you know, work in your cardio movements. Um, and it depends on if you're, if I'm looking to build more strength and muscle, but I still want to do cardio, you're going to do your strength and muscle building first, then cardio. Mm -hmm. If you're focused, if you care a little bit more about your cardio and you just want to get some weight training in, then do your cardio first because mm -hmm. your cardio is going to take away from your, your strength and your, and your lifting gains. Um, if you're a beginner, I kind of doesn't, I think you can do both either way and you'd be fine. Right. But I'm just saying if anybody's listening to this and they're like, I'm, I'm trying to maximize my strength and my muscle building, but I still want to keep my conditioning up a little bit, do, if you're doing it on the same day, do it afterwards. If you're doing, focusing more on, look, I just want to get some cardio in and then do some toning for women, what they call right. strength training or weight training, do it second. Right. Um, now, if you're doing like multiple days a week, five, six days a week, 
uh, let's say you're lifting three days, I would go every other day, um, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday are my lifting days, Tuesday, Thursday are my cardio days. Right. That way I'm recovering from my lifting in between and I'm still getting my conditioning in. I know we're getting a little bit out of just right. the, the workout, but For I'm sure. just saying the way to maximize your day and your week uh, to best your ability so you're still recovering. Right. Like a lot of women just do fucking lower body and core every time they're at the gym. Yeah. So let's just say you gave your sister-in-law that workout, but she did it four straight days in a row. Right. She's not going to maximize those workouts because she's still doing lower body every day. She's not going to recover. Right. Uh, now, if she did that workout once a week, every week, mm-hmm. and like you said, either added, uh, see, even if she did 15 minutes on the the, the uh, stairs master, but she got farther each time. Right. Right. And then she added weight each time or cut her rest time each time, even though she used the same weight. That's the way to do it, right. not do four straight days of the same workout. Right, right. And, and again, you know, you're not going to get good at anything doing it once every six weeks, like I said earlier. That's mm-hmm. why I'm saying focus more on uh, the movement patterns, and then you can start adding more load. Uh, again, it, it, when you're in there maximizing your time, uh, work your largest compound movements first because they require the most mental focus and energy, mm-hmm. and then work to your smaller auxiliary you know, buys, tries, calves, core, uh, you know, stretching afterwards. Right. Because, go ahead. Well, I was just, I was going to ask you actually, what do you think about like, because I feel like there's a shift in the fitness industry with group classes where people are kind of moving away from strength, like almost altogether. Not to say that, because we kind of talked about this a, a few episodes ago where we were talking about the spectrum of uh, the uh, repetition uh, maximum continuum. Right. Where you're talking about strength, power, hypertrophy, and endurance training. I feel that with group classes these days, we put a ginormous emphasis on hypertrophy and endurance training and almost no emphasis on strength. They're not doing any barbell movements in group classes. Um, I mean, like, what's your opinion on all of that? I know I'm, we're kind of branching out, but like... I mean, group classes are mostly chaos. Yeah. It's just come in, kick your ass for the whole time. Right. You know, you feel like you did something, and you did, but it's there's no progression. It's mm-hmm. random each time. It's nothing building specifically towards you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying to not do group classes. I would say if you're doing group classes, they should be one to two times a week right. with your normal routine um, because you're never going to get – you don't know what you're doing or what you're getting, and it's going to be random. Every, and it's mostly usually conditioning, high right. rep, high volume, right. um, You know, just try and beat your ass, make you feel like, oh, my God, I'm sweating mm-hmm. and Killed yeah. myself so much. You do not have to feel like your ass is beat after right. every workout. One, right. I would say, you know, like once a week, kick your ass. Right. You know, really take it, you know, beat the shit out of yourself, fine, whatever. Right. But if you're doing that three, four times a week, you're never going to recover. Right. I mean, you're just, your body is just beat down. It's not going to have enough time to, um, you know, get back to a homeostasis, essentially, right. or, and then get to a higher level because it's always in run-down mode. I mean, if right. you ran the shit out of your car constantly and never, like, turned it off, yeah. you know, it's going to overheat and right. break down. I mean, that's right. basically what your body's doing. You're going to have some issues for sure. I can't tell you how many people I have trained that were going to group classes previous to coming to me, and they just started to hit plateaus. They stopped making progress. And they all initially love it, right? They get in there, I'm sweating, I'm moving, I'm meeting people, it's cool, which is all good. But then eventually it's like you're just getting beat up every time because you're not progressing. It's just like... Yeah. You almost need to treat it as like, you know how we were kind of talking about like cardio days. It's like you almost need to treat it as a cardio day because you have no idea what to expect and you know that they're just going to beat the shit out of you. And you know what I was going to say too about this is a little bit off topic from this again. I'm I'm just talking about whatever today. But um, something that I noticed like 
you said like one day a week beat the shit out of yourself for like sure like do that you know you're gonna get in like high intensity on one day a week and then the rest of your workouts you should leave the gym feeling good you shouldn't leave the gym feeling like you got your ass beat but like one of those days you can do that i think that a lot of people will use that day as an excuse to like go super super hard on the movement and um location that they love like let's say for women they love training legs that's all they ever train so then they'll beat the shit out of their legs but then it's like oh yeah i gotta do back and buys today and then they do that weeks and weeks and weeks on end and months on end where the only days that they ever really get like oh i had a great lift today i really kicked my ass like the only days that they ever do that is on leg day right and i think that that becomes a problem especially with guys on leg day where they never really beat the hell out of their legs and they just can't handle the intensity. I mean, like, I can't tell you how many men I've trained that can't even handle the same amount of intensity for their legs that the women can. Because women just go harder. Well, every legs. guy hates legs. They tolerate it. I mean, right. I give it to them because they know they need it, and I explain it that way. Right, right. But they, like, just tolerate legs. Nobody's like, all right, let's fucking get nuts right. on legs today. Which, you, you don't have to, but your body should be... Should be well balanced, right? I mean, it's right. every muscle should be trained equally, and especially if you're lacking in one muscle, it should be trained more. To be honest, right. people tend to train their best movements the most, and right. then they get overdeveloped, and then injuries happen. I mean, especially chest with guys. Like, you know, right. every guy fucking cares about. I don't know how many times <laughs> in my life I've been asked about how much I bench. Right. Like, who gives a shit for one and right. two? You know, eventually your shoulders are going to blow out, or your elbows, or something. If you're not doing at least the same amount of pulling and yep. you know and because you're you're only as good as your back is strong too i mean you need a strong back to have a good bench you can't have a weak back and have a good bench it's just right. they're you know agonist antagonist muscles that need to work together right i feel like that is changing a little bit these days as, as short shorts are becoming more popular with men like i think guys are starting to realize like oh, i got little twig legs out on the beach wearing five inch inseams you can't do that like if you're gonna have a built upper body you gotta have some legs and uh, I, so I feel like that is changing a little bit. But, I mean, all throughout high school, how many guys, you've never seen their legs when you go to the gym. Like, they're always wearing sweatpants. I've never once seen you in right. shorts. Like, there's probably a reason for that. And um, But, you know, talking about that, like, going back to my high school years, I used to work out at a gym in Cedar Lake. And uh, there was a big high school crowd there. And I worked out with one of my close friends there. But he just wanted to go and like make it a social hour and like kind of getting back on topic to what we started talking about, which is maximizing your time in the gym. He literally would go and talk to the people at the front desk for 15 minutes. And then he would take his pre-workout and he'd listen to music and he'd get hyped up in the locker room for 30 minutes. And he's like, well, it says I got to wait 30 minutes for it to kick in. I'm like, okay, that doesn't mean you can start lifting, can't start lifting right now or at least warming up. Like, and he just, he would be at the gym for legitimately two hours and really only be pushing it for 35, 45 minutes. Right. And I think that, you know, obviously, like, as you grow up and you don't have as much time to do that kind of crap, you're you're spending less time. Right. But that doesn't mean that the amount of time that you're actually putting hard work in doesn't come down with that. Like, right. I think people usually are going to go hard for, like, 10 minutes, and then the rest of the workout's like, yeah. And right. um, there's a few reasons, but, like, what do you think is probably the number one reason why people are racing so much time in the gym? One, they're either on their phones. Yeah. I mean, you can't see somebody without their phone. I mean, back when I used to lift, you either did it with no headphones or then eventually they had MP3 player, <laughs> uh, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, 
But now it's like you have the internet on your phone, and I think people will start scrolling and get lost and sitting on Instagram right. or taking a selfie. Right. Uh, you know, I think that's the number one time killer. And then two would be talking to somebody, being social, right. uh, not focusing. You know, I mean, me, I mean, when I go to the gym, I probably look like a dick if I go to the gym. I, I go know. in, my headphones are in, I don't talk to anybody. I go in there, yep. I get my shit done, and I get out of there. I don't need to talk around. You know, yeah. with other people or... I avoid eye contact, yeah. everything, man. None of that. You, you know, can that, always tell. That, that's the beauty about keeping your headphones in, too, because yeah. you're like, you know, you, you know you don't want to talk to somebody when they come up to you and you just do the one the <laughs> yeah. one earphone out yeah. and you're like, what's up? Yeah. And you put it right yeah, back like, in. Hey, yeah. I can't stand, dude, there'd be guys that talk to you like, uh, what? Dude, I don't want to talk to you for 20 yeah. minutes. Dude, I cannot go to the Y, and I'm sure you have a bigger problem uh, than this than I do, but, like, I, I just because I know so many people from different areas, it's like... It, when I go to the Y, I'm almost guaranteed to see somebody, and they always want to stop and talk. Right. And it's like, if I have my headphones in, give me a nod and go on your way. Like, right. I, I do not want to talk to you. If I'm in the middle of a set, do not come up to me and, like, make the uh, earphone, right. uh, you know, motion to me like I need to take out my headphones. Like, if I have my headphones in and I'm lifting, just leave me alone. And for you, like, if you're in the gym and you see someone with their headphones in, leave them alone. And you put your headphones in and <laughs> right. act like you want to be left alone. Because the reality is, is that when you go to the gym, if you say, like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym from 5 to 6, like, I have one hour to be in the gym. That hour needs to be maximized because if I only spend 15 minutes really working out, then I'm wasting my time. The, right. the, that 45 minutes, you could have gone home and freaking sat on the couch like, at, or done something else productive with your life. Like You literally just wasted so much time because you're not staying focused. And a lot of it has to do with the plan. But then, yeah, people waste so much time on their phones. And it's, even imp it's impossible to go to the Y these days because of all the young kids that are just taking up equipment and sitting on their phones. Right. And I think a lot of people waste a lot of time on the cardio machines, too, and, like, going at, like, 10% effort. Like, yeah, you really didn't do too much going on for an hour on the elliptical at, you know, two-mile-an-hour right. pace. You could have done that walking around your subdivision for free. Right. Uh, I'm not saying you don't have, like, a recovery day or a slong, you know, a low-slong distance day where you get some cardio in, you know, help remove some lactate, recover, and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, but... You see people doing the same shit every single time. Right. And I, and I always talk to her about movement patterns, but I'm not talking about doing 30 minutes on the treadmill at a four mm -hmm. for the exact same pace and the exact same amount of time. I mean, that's just eventually a waste of time. Right. If you're a beginner, fine. You're getting in there. You're building your cardiovascular system up. You're, you're getting a you know, routine going. But eventually, you have to do something more or harder or different to start getting better results. Right. And the easiest way I could say to maximize your time, let's just say it's a lifting day. Go in there, maybe do a five-minute warm-up on a treadmill elliptical just to get your heart rate, you know, muscles, you know, flowing and everything. Then go to your whatever your first lift is, do a one or two warm-up sets at a lighter weight, increasing maybe to your first lifting weight. Get your set in, do your rest, do your three, four sets, move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Once you're done, you know, hit your five, six exercises or four, five compound sets, supersets, whatever. And then, you know, finish with your lower assistant exercises. And if you need to stretch or something, cool down for five minutes, back on the elliptical. But, I mean, your lifting time is 45 to 55 minutes in that range. And getting your five-minute warm-up in, depending on, you know, what you're doing. But a general lifting, that's all you need. Right. And if you're, and if you're doing sets of 10 to 12 or compound sets with a minute break in between, 45 minutes is a fucking lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I mean, you, you do that. You do four to five sets of uh, two exercises back-to-back -back with a minute break, 
yeah. to almost failure on the you know hypertrophy stuff. Yeah. That is a lot of volume. That's a, and problem is people take two hours to do that when they're right. taking five minute breaks and they're you know not right. Well, what, what I mean this is a this is a question even for me because I don't even really know the answer to this to be honest with you. But like at what point of a resting period does it start to get actually like detrimental to your what you're aiming for? You well, know? I mean ATP is like seventy five to eighty uh, percent recovered. recovered after yeah. a minute. Right. right, which is plenty enough to lift for hypertrophy and most things. If right. you're doing strength training, you know you need maybe three to five minutes, which we talked about before. Right. But I mean, once you, I mean, once you're in the four or five minute range out of a hypertrophy set, right. I mean, you're not really increasing blood flow to the muscle. You're 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 just not going to get that pump. You're not burning as many calories because you're you're taking long in between each sets. And right. You're just kind of I don't want to say wasting time, but you're definitely not maximizing your time. Right. Right. And then uh, like pulling it all together too, because I know that this is something that we kind of mentioned, but like in terms of nutrition, if you are putting a lot of work in on your nutrition, you're going to want to take the gym a little bit more seriously. I just feel like it's, it's like that. I don't know if you're like that with, with different areas of your life, but I feel like if I'm really eating clean, I'm going to take the gym more seriously. If I'm eating like shit, then I'm really not going to take the gym very seriously either because everything kind of falls apart like mutually. And, uh, and I, if you're putting a lot of work in to eat clean and, and meal prep and learn how to cook properly and, and have good meals that you can sustain for a lifetime, and that, that takes a lot of work. And if you're putting a lot of work into that area, you're prob- probably also going to want to put a lot of work into the gym and maximize your time there and be as efficient as possible. So I think that um, you know pulling those two things together kind of helps you just be in that mindset of like always maximizing what you're doing. Well, yeah, obviously being like fully recovered, fully rested, fully, you know, fed correctly with good nutrients are going to benefit you in the long term. I mean, you know, if you're sleeping five hours a night, uh, you, you don't drink barely any water and you're eating crappy. I mean, that affects your workouts and that affects how many calories you're going to burn. That affects your mental, you know, if you, you're doing that over time and you're not seeing results in the gym, even though you're trying hard in the gym, but everything else is shit. Again, you're not maximizing what you could be doing, and that that I think that leads to a lot of people quitting, mm-hmm. and it, it's just and they're like, well, I just can't do it. I'm like, yes, you can. You're just not doing it right. Right. Um, I think it's it's harder to have a good diet than it is to have a good workout. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's hard to say no to shitty food that tastes good and has a short, you know, little burst of feel good, but then you feel like shit the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people work fairly hard in the gym or try to overall and but have the bad diet. Right. Right. My mother-in-law, uh, speaking about that side of my family, like she has always kind of had a problem, I think, with like sugar, snacks and stuff right. like that. And uh, she's got candy everywhere all over her house. She's got candy at her desk at work. She's just got crap everywhere. And um, she decided she wanted to lose some weight because she's been working out at my group class. And um She's working out on her own, and she's just really not seeing any of the weight loss. And um, she decided that she wanted, like, a legit diet to get on and, like, a plan to follow. So she's doing Whole30 right now, which is, like, pretty restrictive. I mean, she can't have any grains, no processed foods, um, you know, no crappy sugar. There's basically no condiments unless they're, like, Whole30 approved. And it's a pretty intense diet, but she's, like, over a week in now. She hasn't cheated once, and she's lost, like, six pounds. And she said, like, her knees don't hurt as much as they used to. She has, like, she has bad carpal tunnel in both hands 
and that's totally gone away. Um, she's had like so many, she has a uh, sleep apnea and it's like literally disappearing. She said she's sleeping so much better and waking up feeling refreshed. And there's just so much stuff with crappy food that not only affects, obviously we talk about a lot about performance in this podcast, but it's also just affecting your overall health. Like things that you wouldn't even think of that, you know, we can't really draw the science back to these things yet. But obviously if you're eating like shit, you're going to sleep like shit. And that might be in the form of sleep apnea or whatever it is. But she obviously had some problems with, you know, a crappy diet that were leading to other health issues that she's now resolving. And like, being on this diet for her has inspired her to work out more because she was only working out with me once a week in a group right. class. Well, if you feel like shit, why are you going to feel like we're working right. out? Right, right. So she's she's now going to like a kickboxing class at her gym and then she's doing something else. And like she's working out four days a week now, whereas, you know, when she was eating like shit, she was only working out once a week just because she didn't have that motivation. So it's it, it lifts each other mutually to be able to maximize what you're doing. And it's not easy but it's simple you know yeah and i to kind of piggyback on that a little bit there i think the the other big part of it is having your mental game on straight like when you go to lift or you go to work out the moment you walk through the gym doors you got to let go whatever bullshit's annoying you or you know pissing you off or you know stressed about or thinking about because if you're thinking about that stuff while you're working out you're just not maximizing your lifts or your your cardio or whatever you're doing because you're you're distracted you have to let whatever is bothering you or, you know, on your mind go for the moment you get in, focus on your workout. And then if you want to think about it afterwards, you know, you do it. But you got to separate, you know, whatever's going on in your life and focus on the gym. And because otherwise, again, you start thinking about shit, you're stressed about shit, you're not right. lifting like you should, you're, you're not focusing on your technique, you're not paying attention, you're taking too long. Those are all things that distract you right. from. Uh, and I know sometimes that's hard to do. But you have to build that tolerance up. You have to, you know, even when I tell my wrestlers, the moment you walk through those doors, you got to fucking, you know, compartmentalize what's going on. You got to let go of whatever's going on at school or your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And you got to focus on wrestling for two hours. And then, you know, if you need to go back to what you got to do after that. But, right. you know, it, it's a distraction to be thinking about other things while you're trying to focus on something else. Right. I actually just read this quote a few days ago. I, I don't know who said it. It was just online somewhere. But it said 90% of success is eliminating distra- distractions. And yeah. like, <laughs> I think that's true in today's world because we have so much information. I mean, you could look up online right now. You, you could find a free workout program and a free nutritional program to follow. And as long as you can stay focused and follow it, you'll be successful. So, you know, it's definitely huge, the, the idea of just staying focused on, on what you set out to achieve. What would you say is your biggest distraction as far as either fitness or your workouts or nutrition or anything like that? Um, I'll be honest, my phone probably. I've been uh, I've been doing better at it. I was actually just listening to Andrew Huberman, uh, who runs a pretty cool podcast, and he was talking about how he will uh, he'll flip a coin on whether or not he's gonna listen to music during his workout, which is like kind of crazy to me. He was talking about different things with dopamine and how it affects your brain, but like he, he he's super super focused when he's in the gym, and he was talking about how much of a benefit it's had to his lifts. And how, like, he doesn't even bring the phone into the gym with him. Mm. He'll set it up on the speaker and he'll play music sometimes. But sometimes when he doesn't, he, he won't even bring his phone in. 
He doesn't set up the speaker, not it doesn't even listen to music. He's just listening to himself, breathing and lifting, which is kind of crazy to me. Like I I, I couldn't do that. I need yeah, music. I, I was gonna say I kind of feel like I need music, but um definitely the idea of just like kind of leaving your phone behind and not looking at it for at least that hour. And then um what has helped me a lot actually is uh I have a watch that I'm, that I'm always talking about. You have a boner for it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have a boner for my Garmin watch. But uh, there's a strength workout activity that I can choose on my watch. And whenever you finish a set, you can click a button and it'll start a rest timer for you. So that has helped me more than I realized because more than I thought that it would because you just get carried away, especially when I'm in the gym and there's other people here and we start chatting and stuff and um, you know, if I'm in the middle of a hypertrophy set and I know that I want to rest for 60 seconds, like as soon as I set the weight down, I click that button, it starts my rest timer and then I click it when I'm ready to go. And it keeps me on point way more than uh, I used to be without it for sure. So that's helped a lot. But big, biggest distraction is for sure the phone. What do you think? I mean, me, I do better alone. I mean, um, for sure. Like with my headphones in and nobody else, I I get the most done. If I'm working out with somebody or they, they, you might get to talking or whatever, so I, I prefer lifting alone with my headphones on. And most, I mean, I'm usually lifting here, but my distraction here is when I'm here lifting, then I'm cleaning or doing something or picking something up or putting it away or you know moving something around. I get distracted, you know, doing shit here. Uh, I do much better at like. If I went to like a commercial gym and did my own thing, I could get more done because I'm not doing anything else but lifting. Right. Um, but a tr- distraction for me outside of here, like I spend a lot of time alone once I'm not either working or mm. wrestling or something. So, you know, it's easy for me to watch some TV or, you know, nobody's watching me eat, you know, some shitty food right. or something like that. Like right. I do much better with people outside of lifting because mm. I feel like I can't. I shouldn't be eating something bad right. or I should be doing something physically or positive or right. whatever. You're almost like upholding your reputation. Right. Alone, <laughs> I, I'm not as uh, hard on myself alone. I'm much harder on myself around people, in front of people, you know, definitely. that type of stuff. So that's more or less my distractions. Yeah, I definitely feel that too. I, I was going to ask you, um, what is, <laughs> I was wondering this because I actually don't know, uh, what's the worst shape you've ever been in and like how did you pull yourself out of that? Uh, you mean like uh, aesthetically or yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, mentally. <laughs> well, I meant like you know, conditioning wise, right? You know, like no, I, just overall physically. Um, if you can even remember, I mean, going through my divorce was kind of rough, as yeah. far as I wasn't eating very well. Um, for sure, I wasn't. I didn't really get. I didn't do jujitsu at all. I wasn't doing extra stuff. I was running a little bit, but not to the extent I like. Right. Um, that was probably, I was probably about eight to 10 pounds heavier than I wanted to be. Um, I mean, I'm, I was in decent, I'm in decent shape, but for, for me, I'd for you, right. not in good shape. So and I, I would scared. say in college too. I mean, I drank a shitload in college, you know, right. I still worked out and I still ran, I still wrestled that type of stuff, but you know, you can't stay up late and drink. Yeah. I, right. I have bad sleeping habits, a lot of drinking, partying, right. that type of stuff. Those are probably the two probably out of shape i would say times right. in my life right that's i was just wondering that because you've kind of always i know that you've always been in this like, yeah i mean i think so if anybody saw me they would never right. think yeah. i never was out of shape <laughs> right. so but, i mean like, damn that guy looks like shit <laughs> i mean in my own head for right. sure you know those are the two worst i always right. try and keep some type of you know i always have a base going i mean I, I don't think i've missed a week of lifting in you know 
25 right. years. Right. Um, well, do you ever come to a point, like, or did you ever come to a point when you were in that situation where it was, like, a point where you're like, okay, I'm getting back into the gym, I'm doing it, or was it always just, like, kind of, I rolled out of it, now I'm rolling back into it? Yeah, I mean, there's, what you look in your mirror, like, Jesus Christ, you got to get your shit together, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's part of it. Um, you know, wrestling season is always kind of rough for me too. Even though I'm wrestling and stuff, but I mean, on the weekends I'm gone for like 12 hours at a time. You eat the food they give you. Right. You know, you get home, you're tired, you don't want to make food. It's mm -hmm. you get up at five in the morning, you're home at six o'clock at night. So I don't like I don't want to make food. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm alone by myself, then I'll just get a pizza, pizza or something. You know, it's right. easier. I'm tired. Blah blah blah. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, those are those are. Yeah. The, probably the hardest or times in my life. What right. about you? Right. Yeah, When honestly, probably the worst shape I've ever been in was uh, after I got my appendix removed because I couldn't do anything for like – they told me I couldn't do anything for like two weeks or something stupid. And I kind of did a little bit on the first week and then the second week when I was able to like start going. It's just weird. You lose like I, – I lost like all function in my core and then – I was depressed because I couldn't work out very right. much and not the way that I wanted to. So then I'm depressed and eating like shit. And I was just like a sad sack for probably like a month. And uh, and and that month led into like bad eating habits that kind of followed me for right. like three months. And that was definitely like the worst shape I'd been in. I was, I was lifting like maybe only twice a week and I was doing no cardio. And uh, and I was eating like shit, so that was really bad shit. But but the main thing here's where the difference is is you get out of it, you've right. worked through it, you get back to where you need to. You can't. I think most people, when shit like that happens, then they stop, and it's mm. years go by, or you know, yeah. then it's so hard to get back into Dude. it. The hardest thing about staying in shape or getting in shape is the stopping. Right. I mean, you literally have to stop stopping. The more you stop the longer you do it the harder it is it's harder to keep going up and down up and down than it is to continually go through and then you have some little peaks and valleys but but stopping is what really what drives people to be overweight be out of shape right. you know make it so much harder on yourself right than it needs to be you i'd rather somebody be doing minimal active activity but doing something a couple of days a week without stopping than taking six but like right now my acl's torn right. uh you know i'm not really doing i'm doing like some body weight lower body stuff just closed chain feet on the ground barbell exercises but i'm still doing my upper body i'm still right. you know i ride uh, the airdyne at home i'm still being active right i'm not saying oh my acl's torn so i can't do anything else Right. And, and yeah, I think that's huge too. And like when you are injured like that, you still need to be on a plan. Right. Like, you still need to plan out, even if it's just walking, right. even if it's plans like, change, that's all right. It's the plans change. It's like, okay, I was going to, for on 10 mile runs, I screwed up my knee and I can't really run anymore, but I can walk. I'm still going to plan out, you know, a time, a day, a place, my distance, uh, and I'm going to walk, you know? So it's, yeah, I think when you stop, I mean, a month can quickly turn into a year, and a year can quickly turn into three and six and ten, and then you're fat shit. Right. And you, working out once for you is going to kill you. So, yeah, never stop, never stopping. Never stop <laughs> I, stopping. I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about that when you said that. <laughs> so I think that about wraps it up. Uh, thank you guys. Oh, As always, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate everybody who listens. I think we're approaching, like, 
500 or over 500 plays over all of our podcasts. So um, thank you guys for listening, as always, and we'll catch you in the next one. Yep, see you next time.